Welcome, superstars, to the Canadian Side Hustle and Business Podcast. I'm your host, Irene Roussel. Today, I'm very excited to have a fellow podcaster, Andrea Jones from the Savvy Social. Welcome, Andrea. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Me too. I am a super fan of yours. I have been a fan for the last two years. Absolutely enjoy your content. It's so valuable. Thank you. I enjoy creating it. So that really touches my heart when you say that you you find it helpful. So thank you for that. Absolutely. To you, my listeners just joining, welcome. And to those of you who are joining for the first time, you are in for a fantastic conversation. First, let's find out a little bit about her backstory. Over to you, Andrea. Thank you. So I like to start my story by talking about how I met my husband because it's important to the story. So hang in with me. Uh, But this was back in 2013. I had been on YouTube since 2007 and I collaborated with him on a video, kind of like we're collaborating today on the podcast. All right, awesome. (laughs) Um, We we collaborated on a video together and then we just kept talking. And the next thing you know, I'm moving from Atlanta, Georgia to Toronto, Canada to be with him. So that was like a huge pivotal moment because it was in that moment that I decided to start my business. Um, So previous to that, I was working in the hospitality industry in Atlanta. I was a spa manager, so I worked at a local spa. um, And then I uh, kind of pivoted into working for Marriott hotels and managing their spa. Um, And I did not like that pivot to work at Marriott. It was very corporate. Um, I felt like I couldn't get anything done because there was so much red tape. And so for me, I was like, yes, I will move. I will quit my job. I don't care because I don't really like it here. Um, So with that move, I started the business. Now, I didn't consider it a business when I first started. Uh, In my head, I was just freelancing. I was just kind of making money online, doing my thing. Um, it wasn't really until about two or three years in where I was like, oh, this is, this is a real thing. Okay. Um, and in the early days, I was just trying to focus on making money online. So the very first week I started, I was like, how can I make $100 this week? And then the next week was, how can I make 200 And so on from there. Um, and that really kind of spiraled into what we have today. All right. That is absolutely fantastic. Moving to Canada for love. I love it already. (laughs) Yes. And you know, I am really happy to be here. I, you know, I mean, the U.S. and Canada aren't that different, um, but I have really enjoyed kind of living in this country and I consider it a a privilege now that I'm, I have dual citizenship. So I'm just really enjoying the whole experience. Awesome. So tell me something, um, Andrea, you know, in your life, you've met many different people, especially over the last few years with the business that you're doing around social media management and working with a variety of clients. In building your business, how have mentors impacted your life? 
Yeah. You know, mentorship is so important. I still remember my first mentor, Afton Negrea. She's fantastic. If you're a freelancer, definitely check her out. There's a lot of content on this. Um, I would not have a successful business without her. And I think mentorship is so important because it's a guide to where you want to be. So think of it like this. Let's say you wanted to learn how to do like complicated math or multiplication or something like that. You have a teacher show you how to do it, right? And then you practice and you get better yourself. It's the same thing with starting a business. You could try to figure it out yourself and kind of splash around and hope for the best, but having a mentor, having someone who's already done it kind of show you the way is very important. So one of the key things that Afton taught me in my business and what I teach my own mentees is to make yourself almost indispensable to your clients and your customers. Try to figure out how you can become an integral part of their business or their daily life and they'll consistently turn to you for your offer, for your service. So you don't want to be the first thing that becomes slashed. And I think sometimes when we show up to our work, we think about the minimal, the minimum that we can do. So how can we just get the job done? Whether you're a virtual assistant or a graphic designer, or you know, whether you even like sell products online, whatever it is you do, you want to figure out how you can become embeddable and indispensable. Um, so one of the ways that I do that in my business is uh, adding more strategy and a lot more support than uh, my, my clients even think they need. Oftentimes, I'm becoming a little bit of like a life coach mixed with a business coach mixed with a strategist, right? I'm their cheerleader, and I become a, um, a resource for them outside of just providing my services, which is social media. So being able to do that is invaluable, but I wouldn't have that. uh, I wouldn't have gone that direction had, had it not been for my mentor Afton who guided me on that. Um, and she's Canadian too. She actually just moved back to Toronto and she has like the, um, the uh, most amazing views of the city. So like creep on her Instagram and check it out. Um, but yeah, if it weren't for that mentor, I, I really wouldn't be where I am today. That's absolutely awesome. I, I, I love how, you know, you shared that in, in terms of, you know, a mentor being a guide for you to help you to where you want to go. And, you know, in all of that, you know, I so agree, experience counts. And I love that, you know, you talk about being a resource for clients, right? And moving from mediocre to excellence in terms of the work that we provide. I I really love that so much. That's awesome. Yes. What do you think of leading with purpose as a business person? Yeah. You know, I think sometimes when we think about leadership, we think about the success side of leadership. But leadership also means being okay with failing as well. And I think you mentioned like being frozen and stuck in one spot. Mm-hmm. What happens is we get so afraid that the decision that we're going to make as a leader is going to fail. We're so afraid of that failure that we don't make any decisions at all. And so when I think about leading with purpose, I'm thinking about being confident in your decision, whether it's going to succeed or not, and moving forward anyways, because that's what leaders do. We take the risks. We, we put ourselves out in front. 
Um, and so I think, you know, when, as we're moving forward, we don't have all the answers. We have to give it a shot. Um, those people who are willing to take the risks are the ones who are going to be farther ahead at the end than those people who sat back and looked around and, and saw what other people were doing first. Um, so yeah, leading with purpose, absolutely, but pushing past that fear and making a decision and sticking with it and showing up and, and being vulnerable and being a human leader, I think is such a, a powerful thing, especially right now, you know, emotions are high, tensions are high, um, uncertainty is high. Um, and so if you could be a, a resource for your people, that's invaluable. I couldn't agree more with you there on that point. You know, as a company with, you know, folks who are working for you, you're managing remote employees, you know, how do you keep your team connected? What sort of activities do you do with them? Yes. So, um, we, I have weekly meetings with my team members, most of them, um, especially my core team members. Um, we meet once a week for 30 minutes to oftentimes just chit chat, <laughs> check in, <laughs> yeah. uh, but also to talk about, you know, things that we're working on, set goals and adjust and pivot. So that's kind of the main way that I make sure that there's a touch point. I'm a very, um, even though I'm an introvert, I prefer talking versus like text-based communication. Yes. Um, so for me as well, it's important to actually talk to them, hear their voice, use Zoom, see their face, <laughs> um, and that sort of thing. Uh, but then in between those calls, we use Slack um, for communication, checking in. In fact, today, my videographer is taking the day off because it's his birthday. So in Slack, we all wished him happy birthday. Um, so little things like that help. Um, we also have team huddles once a quarter where the whole team gets together. There are seven of us. Yes. Um, so we kind of check in and see how everyone's doing. And I talk about the big pitch, picture goals for the company. Mm -hmm. um, and then also, you know, earlier this year, I did something fun for the first time, which I called a treat yourself day yeah. based on... Uh, Parks and Rec. I don't know if you know that show where they go treat yourself. Anyway, <laughs> it was I have a, a fun little. Okay, go ahead. No, it was just a fun little way to to encourage our, the team to take time off, but not just take time off without having a reward. So you know, get a massage, go get a mani pedi, go see your therapist, sign up for the gym, like whatever you want to do, but just do something for yourself. It's so awesome that you've done that with your team. I love uh, that, you know, you gave them this um, day to go out and do some self-care. That's fantastic. Yeah. And I think it's so important too, because we do digital work and we're all staring at computers all day and our phones all day. I am a huge believer of turn it off, turn off, no notifications, take some time for yourself. Um, I, I, it's just an important thing for all of us to do. So anything that I can do to encourage my team to do that, I'm, I'm on board. Awesome. Let's segue into a moment in your life where you've had an epic fail in business and how did you overcome it? Oh yeah. So in 2018, 
I attempted to grow my business from just me being a freelancer and I had my assistant Leanne, she's still with me today, to I tried to go from that to an agency model. Um, it's kind of like this, there's this idea of scaling. Once you get into business, you hear people talk about how you're going to scale it, how you're going to make it bigger, how you're going to make it better. Yeah. So I attempted to do that. I hired on contractors on a salary rate, um, which at the beginning worked out very well. Uh, but then in 2018, I lost two big clients at the same time. I was taking time off at the same time. Uh, and so it all crumbled. I had to let go of uh, some of my team, reduce a lot of hours. And I realized I wasn't charging my clients enough. And I realized that this um, kind of like salaried um, way of, of paying my team wasn't working for a whole number of reasons, but mainly I was not profitable as a business. So it doesn't make sense to build an agency if you're not making a profit on the other side of that. So it was very painful. I thought I would have to close down my business because we almost went in the red for the first time ever. Thankfully, we didn't. We barely scraped by. Uh, but that opportunity, I'm not going to call it a failure, but that opportunity taught me a lot of things about the business. Um, and how I have it set up today, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have even considered this way of setting up the business had I not gone through that. Um, so there's a few things I changed because of that. Number one, my team members are hourly now, which they actually end up making more money. Um, and I end up making more money, which is odd because I thought the salary would be like, oh, you know, I know exactly how much to pay them every month. Um, but I'm able to give them raises uh, more frequently. Um, they're, they're counting their hours, which I hated at the beginning. I was like, I don't want to count anybody's hours, uh, but it works out better. And they're able to make more money themselves because the more clients we have, the more money that they can make, the more opportunities. Um, I also raise my rates with my clients. Uh, they're nearly double now than what they were before. But we also offer a lot more strategic support for the clients as well. You know, I mentioned my mentor Afton talked to me about becoming embeddable. And so a lot of the things that we do with our clients, yes, they want social media marketing, but we're also helping them with their digital marketing as well. They're just like business coaching almost. Like we're, we're partners with our clients and we take their businesses very seriously. Um, and the, just that shift alone has helped us become indispensable to um, those clients. Um, and then just treating it more like a business, you know, like I was holding on to team members that I love dearly at my own expense and just looking at it as a business, like here's what the business that we have, here's what's available, makes it a lot more cut and dry. Um, and uh, my team understands that, I understand that, and actually creates a much more pleasant working experience and a lot less emotional <laughs> decisions are involved. Um, so yeah, that, that opportunity um, to learn really taught me a lot, um, and I wouldn't be where I am today without learning that. So I would say, you know, the learning from that would be to make sure that you're priced appropriately, specifically if you have team members helping out. Um, and then also make sure that you're, you're looking at your numbers constantly. 
um, and diversify your income. So I don't, I don't have like one client who is, uh, you know, holding up the business. Um, I've kind of, I've got, we've got 20 clients now. And if any one of them decides to move on or do something different, it's not going to be a huge detriment to the business. That's absolutely fabulous, Andrea. Thank you so much for sharing that candid insight into your epic failure, which turned out into a win. Because sometimes, you know, negative blessings in our lives could be the best thing that ever happened. And with your business, it made you even stronger as a company. That is awesome. Yes, absolutely. And I think I encourage anyone listening to this to always look at their, their epic failures in that way. Um, figure out what you can learn from it. Yeah. And I love that you also said that you treat your client as partners and that, you know, one must become embeddable, right, into the business so that your clients know that you're the go-to person, you are the resource for this particular. So let's talk a little bit more about your business because I think you have something fantastic for our listeners as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually have two, um, two different areas of my business. Um, my premium services are for uh, medium to large size digital companies, and we actually do social media for them. We write their social media posts, design the images, manage the inboxes, um, you know, create strategies around campaigns. We do complex reporting. Um, things like that. Um, but the other side of the business is teaching and coaching um, up and coming business owners or social media managers who are doing it for their, their clients, um, teaching how to approach social media in a way that is um, not overwhelming. That, that, that's the thing I hear often is that, you know, I just want to delete Instagram off my phone. I don't want to log into Facebook because I get so overwhelmed. There's so many people who are like that. So my approach to social media cuts down on that overwhelm. I use a lot of systems and um, kind of practices almost like a, um, think of it like a, a workout routine, like we're going to design your routine and then you're going to stick with it and it's going to be customized to you. Um, but the foundation of that routine is actually available in my free course. It's called the Social Media Success Framework and you can find it by going to onlinedrea.com slash free. And in it, I teach you things like how to approach creating a content strategy that's balanced, right? Not something that you're constantly like promoting, promoting, promoting yourself, but you're actually creating a community and conversation around what you do. Um, I also teach you things like um, how to grow your audience. So how do you get started with finding the right people and connecting with them? Or how do you manage even seeing if this is working out for you. Um, so all of those things are in the free course. It also has a workbook that goes along with it. Um, and you can find that by going to onlinedrea.com slash free. Awesome. I will drop this into the show notes. And thank you so much for that insight on your business. 
So let's segue into some advice for up and coming young professionals who have been followed during this time, who, have, who are looking for new opportunities and have decided, you know what, I want to start my business. I want to do my side hustle. What advice would you have for them from the get-go in starting up? Yeah. So there's a lot of people out there, a lot of business owners who are willing to take a chance on someone who is new. So use that to your advantage. I think sometimes we look at those opportunities that say, you know, you have to have five years experience or 10 years experience. Don't worry too much about those. Try to look for those opportunities where someone is looking for uh, maybe like a paid internship or they're willing to learn with you. They're willing to grow with you. Now, that may mean you're not going to get the rate that you'd like starting out, but at least you're getting paid to learn. Um, And so take those opportunities. And that's how exactly how I started getting paid to learn how to do this. Um, And don't be afraid to be completely honest about it. There's, you know, there's a surprising number of people who are willing to do that. Um, And use your determination and your work ethic to your advantage. There are so many people out there, freelancers, business owners, who do not do what they say they're going to do. And that for me, starting out, that was a huge thing. A lot of my clients had been ghosted by people online. You know, they paid someone and never saw them again. Um, And so a huge thing when you're starting out, especially for smaller businesses who, you know, they can't afford a large agency or something like that. um, They're just looking for someone who's reliable, who does what they say that they they can do, and they're honest. Um, So those are very, very good soft skills that you can bring to the table. Um, And right now, what's really popular is uh, digital services. So consider doing virtual assistant work, admin work, graphic design work, social media work, um, all of those things like website design, they're in high demand right now. Um, There's a lot of people who are taking this opportunity of the pandemic to start their own business or, you know, now's the time to redo the website or now's the time to start Facebook ads or whatever the case may be. So there's quite a lot of opportunity out there um, and go for it. Don't be afraid to say that you're new and that you're learning. That is some fantastic advice, listeners. This is where you bookmark this golden nugget. Love it determination, work ethic, integrity, and be reliable. Thank you so much, Andrea. That is so awesome. Now, let's get into some of the more personal things, you know. I always ask my guests, what do you do in the beginning of the day when you wake up to put a pep in your step and a pride in your stride? I love that question. And I'll, okay, I'll answer this uh, for what I do, what I did pre-pandemic. I do find that my schedule, like my anxiety has increased because of this. My schedule isn't quite back to normal. Yeah. But one of the things that I am a huge fan of is no alarm clocks. I do not want to wake up with an alarm clock. I refuse to do it. So what that means is I have to go to bed very early (laughs) so that I wake up 
naturally around seven o'clock. So I'm usually going to bed around 10 uh, and then I wake up around seven in the morning without an alarm clock. That's for me, that's key. Like what is life even if I have to do that? (laughs) (laughs) So when I wake up, I usually grab a cup of coffee. I take my dogs outside and I meditate. Um, I have a bit of anxiety um, and meditation for me is a moment to let my brain just give it a break. Um, Especially with working in social media, I find meditation to be even more important because there's a lot of nasty, angry, mean people online and you see the worst of the worst of what people say to each other. Um, And so you kind of need that space for yourself. Um, So I start my day with coffee, a little bit of meditation, um, and pre-pandemic, I was doing a bit of a walk in the morning. Sometimes I do a little dance workout. That has gone out the window currently, but I'm getting back there. (laughs) Um, That is great. And then I'm typically at my desk by nine o'clock, and I'm typically working until 6 p.m. Cool. And what do you do when it comes to listening to music? What is your favorite album that you have on repeat? Your go-to song? Yes. So I have a bit of an odd taste in music. Um, I, I think it's a bit dramatic, but I love Josh Groban. Um, you know, any anything, any of his albums, I am just obsessed. Anytime he has a concert near where I live, I go see him. Um, so, you know, his he's like an operatic, uh, operatic singer. I don't know how to describe the style, but okay. um, very soothing, very uh, contemporary opera, I would say, maybe. Do you have a favorite book? you would recommend to our audience who is segueing into business? One of the books that I really liked, it's not necessarily a business book, but it's applicable, is Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. And the reason that I like that book is because it's more of the mindset of going after something that you really want to do and being the person that you really want to be. And oftentimes when you're creating a business, you have to have the right mindset going into it. Um, So I highly recommend that book for anybody, but especially business owners. That is fantastic. I, I love that you recommend that. Awesome. So we've talked about a lot of things. We got to know you. You are now in Canada. We welcome you. And... We also talk about your business, um, what you're doing for your clients as it relates to social media management, some of your wins that you've had along the way, and also, you know, the great advice that you gave for up-and-coming individuals who want to start businesses. And I love that you shared your you know, your epic fail in your business, which turned out to be one of your biggest wins. So very insightful, candid conversation today. I really appreciate you coming on, Andrea. Thank you so much for having me. This has been fantastic. 
if my listeners want to continue the conversation with you, how can they connect with you on social? Ooh, so I am at online Drea, online D-R-E-A, everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> uh, my favorite platform, though, is Instagram. Um, so come hang out with me over on Instagram at online Drea. Awesome. I'm going to drop that in the show notes. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This has been fun. I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Listeners, I'm preparing this fantastic community for you. A community where we can gather, collide, share our ideas, and support each other. I have a lot of plans for you. You are simply going to enjoy the Live with Irenia community. It's coming soon. I will be sharing more in future episodes. Hang on to your seats because we are going to have so much fun. Thank you so much for tuning into this dial. If you found some value in this episode, please do share it with a friend. We want this knowledge to spread across Canada. Please also head over to iTunes, subscribe to this podcast so you're in tune when every episode drops. And as well, write us a review. Let us know how this episode helped you. Until next time, thank you so much. I'm your host, Irene Roussel. Hey, 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 listeners. I'm very excited because I have a fellow podcaster here, Andrea Jones. I've been a big fan of hers for a very long time because her podcast is one of my very favorites. Today, we talk about the importance of diversifying your income, how to become the go-to person for your clients, as well as how to become really indispensable, essentially being a partner. We deep dive also into some of the things that she truly enjoys in life since we are just more than business. And to you who just stopped at this dial. If you found a golden nugget in this episode, tweet me, send me an Instagram message. I would love to hear from you. And if you truly enjoy this episode, please subscribe and share it with a friend. Now, let's get to our conversation.